So we've gotten really good at talking about our mental health, about, you know, giving individuals grace when it comes to mental health issues. But I think that we could do a lot better when it comes to talking about what it's like to live with mental health issues on a day to day, to get into how individuals are actually living with and coping with mental health challenges. Lucky for us, this episode right here gets into all that. But what do I know? I I like that they are taking ownership from like, I guess what I was saying, I don't like, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of like the guys. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They can be quiet. Sorry. Like in, the, in, the tr- in the drill. Yeah. Rap, yeah. Not a fan of yeah. that. I like the guys, you know, like the nineties, and like serenade yes, me a little come bit. Come to the you window gotta, with the boom box. And right? tell me that you love me and that you miss me. Right? And like, in the rain. Yes, and then rip the t-shirt <laughs> off and tell me that yes. you can't wait. You know, I like that. I like because that eases the anxiety, you know? This is But What Do I Know podcast with Chit Suzanne, a space for affirming, for learning, and for healing. A podcast and community where we're exploring our But What Do I Know moments in hopes that it helps you, the listener, overcome yours. You ready? Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the But What Do I Know podcast. I'm your host, Chid Suzanne, and I just want to welcome you all to yet another episode. It is Wednesday, and as usual, we have just the right episode to get you through the rest of your week. So before we go any further, if this is your first time tuning in and listening to this podcast, thank you for stopping by. I'm happy that you found this podcast first and foremost, and I hope that you know you enjoy this episode. You know, go ahead and, you know, binge previous episodes, get into the topics that pique your interest and, you know, have a good time. Listen to it while you work, while you run, while you jog, share it with the rest of your community, with your people. And, you know, while you're doing that, make sure that if you are not already, that you go ahead and you subscribe or you follow the podcast on whatever streaming platform it is that you used to listen, especially if that is, you know, Google Play, Spotify, Apple, go ahead and just click subscribe or follow. And that way you will never miss an episode. And this also just lets the algorithms know, you know, hey, we're loving this podcast. Share it to other potential listeners. And for, you know, for our day ones, for the OGs that have been listening, you already know what time it is. (laughs) You already know what to do. (laughs) All right. And of course, you know, we're also on YouTube. We're also including visuals to the podcast as well now. So if you're a visual person and you want to see what I look like, you want to see what the guests look like, we do have some of our main segment conversations up on the YouTube. So if you go ahead, you know, just type in Boa Duano podcast, you can also use the link in this episode description. You should be able to, you know, have access to YouTube. And our main conversations will be there as well. And of course, you know, if you're more into, you know, bite-sized content to complement what you're hearing on each episode, if you're not necessarily into, you know, the full conversations on YouTube, but you want to check out some BTS, you want to get into some reels, definitely come and check out our Instagram page at BWDIK podcast. That's what do I know podcast on Instagram where, you know, we have content involving, you know, BTS. We have guest takeovers that we're getting into now. We'll have some reels, some related posts and audiograms. So you can definitely check that out and engage and get into all that good stuff as well. All right. So before we get into our clean segment for this episode, I just want to express that, y'all, the FOMO that has been hitting me the past week, week and a half, like 
I'm just, I'm here in Toronto and I'm just, you know, I'm seeing Afro Nation Miami's happening. People are dancing. Shaq is performing. Burna Boy's performing. And then I, I scroll and I'm seeing days like this. DLT Malta. People are turning up. Dexter Daps is bringing Gal on stage. Like, yo, can y'all slow it down? Because damn, FOMO is hitting me. But you know, that's okay. We know we're getting ourselves situated and we're getting ourselves together. And next year... We're going to be outside with a capital O. So, <laughs> but yes, I hope you all are, you know, getting into some activities. If you've hit up any festivals or you're traveling, you know, message me. I want to know what the plans were like. I want to know where you're, what you're getting into. If you were inspired by our previous episode with Diani talking about travel and, you know, you sort of use that to plan your next vacation, vacation, definitely let me know at BWDIK Podcast. Let's get into each other's business a little bit. But um, yeah, let's go ahead and get into our clue segment for this episode. Alright, so for our clue segment for this episode, we're going to start off with some news. And our first piece of news actually is something that, you know, sort of impacted and affected a lot of us over the past week. Now, if you're a listener in the Eastern Coast, so be it, you know, New York, Toronto, Quebec, maybe even D.C., Washington, you may be aware of this. And that is the fact that over the past week, we had about 400 wildfires here in Canada, 400. And this is mostly on the eastern coast. We're talking, you know, Ontario, Quebec, thereabout. And these wildfires created very hazardous haze in the sky that just affected the air quality in Toronto. I was seeing pictures of New York and New York looked like someone on Twitter said New York looked like it had the sepia filter on. And I laughed. I'm not going to lie. It was funny. But I was like, damn, this air quality, this is nothing to play with. So you know, at the time that I'm recording this, it is improving. The air quality is improving. We're seeing imagery showing the haze is sort of lifting a little bit, but some airs are still impacted. So I'm hoping that at the time that this episode is out and that you hear this, that this situation will honestly, hopefully not be relevant anymore. But if it is, please stay safe. Please minimize, you know, going out. Um, This is not scaremongering. I'm not putting any, you know, fear in you. We're going to be okay, but, you know, just especially if you have, you know, certain conditions, you might want to just minimize going outside. You may want to wear a mask just for your safety because air quality is nothing to play with. I think we take it for granted how important it is to breathe good, clean air. Um, And so I just wanted to just talk about that and just say, you know, if it's still impacting your area, please be careful. Please minimize your outings. Wear a mask if you need to. And hopefully we can, you know, get through this. It's just sad because we really haven't gotten to the hottest part of summer. So I hope this is not an indication of what this summer will be. I, oh my goodness, I'm really, really, really hoping that this is not continuous throughout the summer. But um, hey, you know, we'll be here. Everybody stay safe and um, yeah, we'll get through it. All right. So shifting to local news, this is affecting listeners in the city of Toronto. And I've talked about this in previous episode, but our mayoral election is coming up soon, 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 June 26th. So make sure that you are keeping track um, of candidates. I've talked about it in previous episodes. And on what I'm going to do for this episode, if you look in the description, I am going to put, you know, links for advanced voting, for day of voting, and I'm going to put links that explain 
various candidates' platforms. I may be a little biased. I may put platforms for women of color. <laughs> I may happen to put platforms for Black women. Um, but I will put some platforms in there so that you can sort of research. And while you're thinking about who to vote for, you can be informed because this is a crucial election. We have a chance to put someone in there that truly cares about Toronto. And I think that there are a lot of important issues right now that Toronto is just facing, you know, homelessness, the housing inaffordability, climate change. And we talk about our air quality, just, you know, protecting the environment. Like there's so many things and making Toronto overall affordable because a lot of people are just looking to leave Toronto. So there are a lot of issues. And I think it's important that, you know, while you're thinking about who you're going to vote for, you're looking at, okay, this candidate actually addresses this issue. This candidate is looking to help most people, is looking to help all of us, not just a small section of people, you know, but I will put all this information in the episode description so that you can be ready to vote on June 26th for our new mayor here in the city of Toronto. All right. So on a lighter note, on a lighter note, let's talk about TV. One of my favorite um, genres of TV is homegirl comedy. And that is, you know, the genre that involves, you know, three or four girlfriends and they're figuring out life, they're tackling relationships, they're tackling work, they're tackling personal growth. And, you know, I relate to the genre. I'm, I'm able to get my kikis in. I'm able to relate to how they're trying to, you know, balance their love life and their careers. And it's a good time. And it's a plus if it's women of color, if it's black women. So one of my favorite shows around the world is back. This show is back for season two. And this time we have three and not four of the ladies that return. Ella's character um, doesn't return for whatever reason. You know, there's speculations, but we're not really sure. But we have Whitney, we have Sandy, and we have Renee. And they're back. You know, Renee is just going through her divorce. Whitney messed up in her <laughs> relationship big time and is trying to, you know, see if she can get back together with Ola. Um, and Sandy is navigating, finishing her PhD, as well as her relationship with Matthew. And so we're back in it and I'm, I'm loving it. I'm on episode two right now. I believe episode three comes out this Friday. And so I am just anticipating it. Like, I love it. Each episode just, you know, gives me life. I'm able to laugh, love, call my girlfriends and like, girl, did you see what that? Yeah, girl, I saw that too. And it's a good old time. So absolutely love it. If you're, you know, interested and you enjoy the homegirl comedy genre, go ahead and check out Around the World on Stars. All right. So with that, we are going to get into our main segment conversation with our guest. And we had a ball like this topic is it's a heavy topic. We did get into, you know, mental health and we are discussing anxiety from the lived experience. Our guest is not an expert, but she's someone who has lived with and is coping with anxiety. And so we just have, you know, a very down to earth conversation about what that experience has been like and the way in which anxiety impacts several aspects of our lives and how we can, you know, cope and navigate this. So I hope you're able to take some things away. This is a conversation that although it was supposed to be heavy, somehow we got to laugh and we had a good ass time. So let's go ahead and get into our main segment conversation. All right. So for our main segment for this episode, I'm really excited because 
I feel like we're getting to chat with my new internet friend and yes. the vibes have been immaculate. Like the, the yes. vibes have been great. The vibes are vibing. <laughs> the vibes are definitely vibing. I'm loving it. Um, and we are definitely getting back into, you know, talking about our mental health conversations. We've talked about the importance of self-care. We've talked about, you know, mental health in sort of like a surface level. But I feel like this conversation, we're really going to dig down and dig deeper into a particular aspect of it. So we are here with Ashley Gale. She is the creator and host of the Black Girls Have Anxiety 2 podcast and a dope podcast. You all need to definitely check it out. And Ashley and I met on the Internet, you know, being two podcasters and we've had several conversations and some turnups are in our future. <laughs> and yeah. I'm definitely excited. <laughs> so, um, Ashley, I'm so happy to have you. Like, I'm just excited to have this conversation. I'm excited for you to share your story and your journey with us. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad we finally connected. I feel like we've been like flirting on the internet. for. <laughs> God, we've been flirting. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's like sometimes you find people on the internet and you end up like y'all message each other, you like each other's stories and then you start conversations. So I'm glad we finally like actually connected over the phone. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I love it because I feel like me and you are the type of people that we can talk about anything for like hours and hours and that hours just, and hours. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that just means that like, you know, we're going to have multiple conversations on my platform. We're going to have multiple conversations on Ashley's platform. So y'all look out for that as yes. well. So I'm so excited. But, you know, this conversation, we are going to be getting into talking about anxiety, um, anxiety disorders, your podcast. Um, and we're doing this from sort of the lived experience angle on this episode, um, because you, you know, this is something that you've sort of been living with, coping with. So thank you for also being, you know, vulnerable um, enough to come on the platform and talk about this and for creating a whole platform, first of all, dedicated to talking about this. So shout out to you and the work that you're doing on your podcast, because it's definitely needed. Um, thank you. But yeah, I, I just I guess that. let's start off by just talking about, you know, when was the earliest memory or, you know, the, the earliest memory that you have where you you were kind of like you had an experience and you thought to yourself, like, yeah, I think I might have, you know, like anxiety disorder, some form of it. Yeah. So I I think like one of the first times that I kind of put two and two together, somebody like a friend of mine actually is the one that pointed it out to me. And I was experiencing what I was just calling stress at the time. Mm. And um, I was missing home at the time I was living in New Zealand and a teammate of mine, she was like, you know, have you heard of anxiety? And um, she was like, you know, have you tried breathing exercises? And I was like, what? No, nobody in my family has anxiety. This is a new, like, do, can I have it? That was probably the one of the first times where I had to like really sit back and think like, is this something I'm going through? And like, once I get to that point, I, I go into a rabbit hole mm-hmm. on Google and I start researching. Um, but that was one of the first times I think in my, in my twenties, like my mid twenties at that time that somebody had like in a very nice way, it was like, have you heard of this? And cause they, I didn't, they had it and they, um, experienced anxiety and they had like seen a therapist about their anxiety and, you know, had been doing a lot of work and, actually taught me like breathing exercises that I still do to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, that was probably like one of my first experiences of saying it out loud, mm-hmm. but I think I've had anxiety like since middle school, if, 
we're going way back. Right. And that, but that's kind of when you remember like vocalizing it and just kind of understanding it. Okay. Yeah. That was one of the first times I was like, maybe this is, this could be Mm -hmm. what I'm dealing with. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then I think I actually started this podcast with a good friend of mine. Uh, Shout out to Loria. We started it back in 2020. And she is somebody that super thankful to have in my life, even though we're not like running the podcast together and haven't been in a couple of years. But um, when we first became friends, she was like one of the first black women around me that was like openly talking to me about her mental health struggles and open and honest with me. Like I'm feeling very depressed. Like I don't, you know, I'm not, I don't want to leave the house today or I'm struggling or, and I hadn't really had anybody, any other black women in, in my circle, like speak like that. And also, you know, ultimately give me permission to be like, yeah, I'm not feeling great either. Like, I'm not having a great day. Or it kind of opens it up to the other side of like, I'm actually feeling like really great mentally this week. Like, I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling like very clear headed this week. And my anxiety's not crazy. But that's that was like probably the first time I had a friend in my life that I could like, that they understood it from our experience, but also I felt comfortable enough to to speak about it. Mm. Okay. So we're going to come back to your experiences, your journey with it, but I wanted listeners to sort of get that, get that sort of perspective to understand like, okay, this is, this is sort of the background context to that. And then I want us to sort of get to this point of, so the podcast is called the Boaduano podcast. And, you know, it's all about, you know, myself, our guests sort of talking about, okay, what are moments where you felt to yourself like, but what do I know about, you know, any facet of life, you know, to kind of to help the listeners overcome theirs? So I'm interested to know. And I feel like, you know, you kind of touched on it a little bit in your first in, in your answer to my first question. But were there any moments where you were like, now, but what do I know about anxiety? How do I know that I really got this? But what do I know? And like, how do I even tackle this? Am I sure? Like, did you have moments like that in the beginning? And what did you do to sort of get yourself from like, but what do I know to like, okay, now I know a little bit. <laughs> I think the, the, like I mentioned, that first situation was the first time I was like, maybe possibly mm-hmm. this could be like the breathing exercises helping. Does that mean I have it? And, you know, I realized after doing research, like there's regular life anxiety, but there's also, you know, generalized anxiety disorder, which is very different from regular life anxiety, which you need to function. Um, but as I dove deeper, you know, I was, I think the whole time I was like, but what do I know? Like, I've got so much more to learn. And I think it was, uh, 2018, my grandma passed and I was really close with her my whole life. Mm. And that was like the first time anybody close to me had really had, had passed away. And I was going through, of course, as anybody would, a lot of grief in that time. Um, and I want to say maybe like, uh, maybe two or three months after she passed, I saw a therapist because at that point I was like, not only am I depressed, mm. but I'm getting this, like, I'd been depressed before and I kind of knew what that looked like as far as like being really tired and like waking up after sleeping for 10 hours and still feeling like you're not rested. And I was getting to the point where I'd wake up and I'd be like, shoot, mm, like heart racing, yeah. hands clenched. And I would be sleeping like this, not even realizing I'd never done that before. Mm. Um, my jaw started getting real tight and I would just notice like, oh, my teeth clenched like throughout Mm. the day. Um, Just having all these weird symptoms. And then 
I was like, but what do I know? Like, I don't know if this is anxiety. I don't know if I'm just, it's like, I was like turning, I don't know, 25, 20, oh, I might've been 28 at that point. So I was like, maybe this is like, what happens when you get towards your thirties? Right. Like, <laughs> your heart starts beating out of your chest. Yo. But, <laughs> like, what is all this? But I, um, that's when I went to see a therapist and talked to her about the stuff I was going through. And she's like, well, you know, do you, what do you know about anxiety? And I'm like, well, tell me, because I feel like I know some things, but I need you to tell me to confirm. And she confirmed that that's what I was dealing with. But yeah, that was like, I had a lot of, but what do I know moments up until that point where I had a mental health professional say to me, like, mm-hmm. yes, this is what you're going through. And these are the, the physical stuff that you're feeling is, is all part of it. Mm-hmm. Wow. So yeah. you kind of touched on it a little bit because I want to get some definitions out there so that listeners can sort of understand the differences and what, you know, what we're talking about and so on. So you actually mentioned what I was going to get to, which is the difference between the regular anxiety that we sort of, I think, I'm not an expert, but I think that we all have anxiety and I think it kind of occurs on a bit of a spectrum. And there's general anxiety, like you mentioned, that, you know, we need to sort of function and get through life and because there are different yeah. stressors. <laughs> That will evoke some anxiety in us. And then there's sort of the anxiety disorders where it it sort of is different and it manifests Mm -hmm. differently than regular anxiety. So can you sort of get into into that difference and how you understand it from your experience? Yeah. And I'll just preface this uh, for anybody listening. I am not a mental health professional. I am purely just a Mm -hmm. black girl with anxiety that is interested in mental health. So Mm -hmm. I always like to throw that out there. No, girl, good, please. Don't want nobody to be like, Ashley said. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Shit, I heard on your podcast. They were, um, and I'm like, what, what episode? Read the between the fine print. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, yes, you're absolutely right. So there is regular anxiety um, that you feel re- day to day. Like maybe you don't feel it every day. Maybe it's like you've got like a soccer game or you know, you've got a big presentation coming up or you've got a big exam coming up or you've got to go be around a bunch of people and you've, you're like, okay, I got to get like prepped for this. Um, and anxiety itself is that intense, excessive, persistent worry mm. um, and that fear. And when the difference between having like a healthy amount of anxiety is having that worry or that fear in situations that make sense. Mm-hmm. When you have it in just like random, random points of the day where whatever's happening in your environment does not warrant that reaction, that's when it starts to move towards that disorder because it's a, mm. it's a disordered way for the anxiety to be flowing through your body. And an example that I often use is when you're driving in a car, right? You're on the freeway, you're driving, yeah. you know, you're going 75, mm-hmm. you know, 15 above the limit. You're, and I don't know what it is in case. <laughs> it, 100, 110, um, so, I don't know. Yeah, our speed is like 100 <laughs> kilometers would be on the highway. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So let's say you're going 100 Ks and for um, all the Americans listening, mm-hmm. you're going like 70 mm-hmm. and all of a sudden somebody swerves in front of you and they jam on their brakes. Ooh. And you go, what do you do? You're going to grip the steering wheel. You're going to jam on the brakes and you're probably going (gasps) to take a quick breath in because your brain is like slowing stuff down and make sure like, are you good? Is anybody else too close behind me? I don't want to get too close to them. Like, yeah, it's that (gasps) feeling, right? Mm -hmm. And now you've like hit the brakes 
and then you come down and then you keep driving. But that feeling in that particular situation is necessary for you to keep yourself safe. Right. Mm -hmm. The way I describe, the way I experience generalized anxiety disorders, getting that feeling and it never at random points okay. in the day. So like waking up and feeling like, <gasps> like I'm in danger, but there is nothing dangerous around me. Or it's like I'm working or I'm, you know, taking a walk mm-hmm. and all of a sudden my body thinks it's in danger. So I won't get too much into the science of it, sure. mm-hmm. because, but um, an easy way to explain that piece is like your nervous system when it comes to anxiety, it has to, for survival purposes, like I said, keep like a certain level of anxiety in certain situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you have generalized anxiety disorder, I kind of say like my nervous system is a bit wonky mm-hmm. because it's like, it's like acting and reacting at points where I just don't need it to be that active. Okay. So a lot of it is like trying to figure out ways to one recognize like how is your anxiety showing up but also finding ways to like start to minimize that mm-hmm. um there's a lot of different ways to do that i won't go too into that now but um uh, for anybody thinking like well what's the difference i get anxiety too you know like i do i'm a ballerina and yeah. i get anxiety when i go do my show mm-hmm. well if you feel that anxiety throughout the day, it might be something different, especially if it's disrupting your life. And for me, it was starting to disrupt mine as far as like work, as far as like snapping on people that I love when they don't really need to. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know what I kind of like um, relate to? And I think I've, you know, had conversations with doctors and I'm still trying to understand what happened to me. But for the month of November last year, girl. I don't know what happened to me. Really? Well, I I know and I suspect certain things that triggered it. So I was sort of going through a period where I was stressing about my job because I wanted to kind of switch. I wasn't a fan of the situation. Um, so I was looking for a new job. I was trying to, I was, I think I was planning like trips as, during that period. Christmas time was coming. I was trying to figure out like with work and the type of work I was doing, if I was going to have money and just certain things like that, I was kind of like kind of stressing about. And then one day I made the mistake to take an energy drink that had a whole bunch of caffeine in it. I've never had those before. And I just took it. Girl. Oh yeah. I was finished. Mm -hmm. And I thought it it didn't just last. People like, Oh, you know, it's going to wear off. It's going to last for like a couple of days for that month. And I started getting worried. I was like, no, my my poor little heart. Like, please, oh, no. no. Like, don't. I would just, I, could, I couldn't sleep because when I would put my head on my pillow, I would just hear my heart beating fast, like <gasps> out of my chest, like just fast. And oh, so it goodness. would start to distract me because I, and I couldn't sleep. And I remember I had a job interview that day and like I stress about job interviews. But by the time me and the, me and the interviewer start talking, my nerves are fine. My heart was beating. I was sweating. My heart was beating. And I was like, wait, what's going on? Like, so I remember I had to, I went to like the doctors. I was like, okay, what is my rest and heart rate? And like, what's my blood pressure been from when we've checked it before? You know, like, what's this? I did the whole heart thing where they kind of like put a thing to my heart and I wore it for like three days just so they could kind of tell like if it was actually changing based on certain heart meter, like um, certain activities and stuff. And 
after like, a, I wore that and they said, okay, everything seems normal. Everything seems fine. And I think like after like a couple of weeks, it gradually came down. But from the conclusion that me and my doctor arrived at is like, it was stress mixed with the fact that I took like a lot of caffeine from that energy drink. And just mm-hmm. like, yeah, all the different stressors I had plus an upper, like you're adding something that's just going to like, like just keep. Yeah, it just heightens Going at your heart. And I was just like, mm-hmm. yo, what I was hearing? And it would be like, I would just be chilling on my bed on my phone. And then randomly, my heart would just start beating. And I would hear it. And I was like, whoa, this is... Oh, it's trippy. Yo. It's definitely not enjoyable. And I remember just all. being like, oh my God, is this what the people are talking about? Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's it's that feeling. It's that feeling yo. of like... <gasps> yeah. You know, especially if you're going through a panic attack. Like, thankfully, I haven't had many panic attacks. Mm-hmm. But a panic attack can kind of invoke those same feelings where you feel like your heart is beating out of your chest. in it, it feels like something is like physically wrong with you. Like you're going to either pass out mm-hmm. or like your heart's going to explode. And if you don't really know if you've never had one before or you've never recognized what you're going through is one, I'm not saying that's what you're going yes, through. Yes, for you sure. Drank, yeah. yeah. Stress and mm-hmm, a d- mm-hmm. bunch of different factors, but it is similar feeling to like, for me, having a panic attack is feeling like completely out of control in that moment Yeah, and feeling like you are physically just like gonna die like something is gonna happen mm. it's a terrible feeling in um it's even worse because sometimes people just don't know that they're going through it like i just yeah, yeah there's, there's a there's so much about anxiety especially when you mentioned like having a, an energy drink like one thing with my anxiety girl i had to i don't really drink caffeinated coffee like i drink decaf mm. i just started drinking half calves and i probably got to pull back on that yeah that's only a half shot. Right. But, but um, I drank so much caffeine back in the day, like going hardcore cappuccinos multiple times a day, latte, Starbucks, going to the corner store, getting coffee. Like I was out of control. Mm-hmm. And that only like pours fuel on the fire that is anxiety. It just makes it worse. Yeah. So, Oof, yeah. Girl. Now, after that, I said, you know what? God, I learned my lesson. You got it. <laughs> no more energy drinks. I was like, wait a second. Like, mm-hmm. wow. And I think yeah. because like, you know, we're we're relatively young, right? Like, like I'm getting yeah. closer to 30. You're in your early 30s. Like, we're relatively young. So I think that was kind of like, not my first, but it was one of those moments of like, whoa, I really do have to like take care of my health. Like. Because if yeah. I was 50 and this happened, no, 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 I be would be ER. really, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so it was one of those things that really like made me like, yeah, okay, be on your health, physical and mental. Yeah. Like, and I was another yeah. thing that's like, these jobs cannot work you to death, girl. Like, please, you got to be no. up to see what it is that you're working for. Because like, what? Yeah. Uh, yeah. These jobs. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> girl said. <laughs> <laughs> these jobs um yes you have to really prioritize yourself because at, at the end of the day uh a job is going to prioritize themselves mm-hmm. as well um that's just the way business works but i think we're getting to a day and age where we don't all have to prioritize the business yeah, over our lives God. yeah you know the prioritize the business is prioritizing itself mm-hmm I'm going to prioritize my health, my mental health, my physical health, my emotional health, the relationships that I have with the people I love. Um, And I'm going to do whatever I need to like maintain that Mm -hmm. because 
It's uh, important. If, if something happens to me tomorrow, they girl, <laughs> it's gonna be on Indeed on I, Monday. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> the most they're gonna do is post on Indeed, say that you were a great employee, and like a week later, we, yeah, we're hiring new people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you know, yeah. that's it. You got to take care of yourself, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, Oof. Yeah. Wild. Um. Yes. You know what made me think about that? So I like your podcast because you know you cover anxiety mental health from different um aspects different perspectives and one yeah no worries girl and one thing i really i'm kind of enjoying just seeing when you post like the different ways in which um, mental health and anxiety disorders can actually affect like and impact certain aspects of our lives so i want you to kind of share a little bit about you know just from doing the podcast and hearing like experts and people's stories like the different aspects that it can sort of impact and then i'll tell you the one that like that i was like hmm, okay <laughs> oh okay um man different i think the most one of the most one of the ones that kind of i guess it didn't catch me off guard but i was really interested in hearing more about it is talking about how anxiety can play a part like in the bedroom girl that was my two. Oh, my yeah. bad. <laughs> I'm so happy we're on the same page. I know, same page. Because I, I saw that episode and I said, I'm going to have to haul out that guest because... Okay, hit her up. Girl, because I think that like... Yeah, that is so real. And I'm going to say is. a little bit and then we might have to have a Patreon-type conversation okay. um, after. <laughs> but yeah, and I think, especially as a Black woman, especially as a first-gen you know, you've also raised faith and religion. Mm. Um, I think when you kind of start to shed all of that and explore your sexuality and you're starting to think to yourself, you know, I'm a hot girl and I want to, you know, the anxiety that comes upon you yeah. when you're trying to do things. Mm. And then on top mm. of that, like for someone like me, girl, I'm a perfectionist. So like if I do something, I want to do Same. it right. So if I'm not doing something right, or if I'm even being told I'm not doing something right, well, now I don't want to do it at all. So Okay, I feel that. Yo, Hold on, what is your sign? I'm an and Aries, girl. I'm an Aries. So oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I love that. I'm a Capricorn. So I'm big on like, I want to do it right the first time. And then if I don't do it right, I'm going to get a little embarrassed. Exactly, girl. <laughs> and then I'll be like, you know, now that you sound like, I don't want to do it anymore. Right? Let's just do something else. Change it up. Exactly. <laughs> Yes, it's so real though. Like anxiety comes up in in so many different ways, and so like there is like the mental health disorder, but then there's like we were talking about earlier, like the regular old anxiety that mm. can come up in the bedroom, or you know you're just trying to change things up, and yeah. you know you're extra nervous and like jittery before, and like thinking about it all day, and having all these thoughts that are like hovering over your head, like. Am I going to do this right? Exactly. Do I need to like rehearse on myself? <laughs> not, the, not the rehearsals. <laughs> not the dress rehearsal. I no, mean, depending don't on what kill people me. are doing, you never know. Like, no, fact. <laughs> and I think too, like I've had a previous conversation, you know, about sex on here, but I really think, girl, me, you and that guest might have to do one for sexual health month this September because I'm I down. think I'm loving this era we're in of like, you know, women being sexual and we're exploring things and we're really open but what happens when and like you know we love hearing the rappers talk about you know pum pum ton up pum pum wet 
It's this, I don't it's love that. It's it. the, and like, I'm going to be honest with you. Girl, I, I don't love I it. I love hate I would it. Much, I, I don't, it's not for me. Right. And I think like, but, I understand what it serves. Like, I understand that it's okay, yeah. empowering and all that. But then what happens when there's a girl who's boom, boom, doesn't get wet without lube? Or, oh, yes, that's exactly <laughs> true. Know, or that's exactly who true. cannot be riding for 30 minutes. Like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> yes, I need to see evidence yes. for these girls talking about Iron. Yeah. yeah. No, you're not. You know what I well, mean? I guess I'm here for it for the girls, for the girlies yes. that are like, you know, I'm here for Meg. I'm here for Cardi. Yes. I love Glow. Mm, like, mm-mm. I I like that they are taking ownership from like I guess what I was saying I don't like I don't I'm not a huge fan of like the guys. Okay, about yeah, it. yeah, they can be quiet. Like, Sorry, in the, in, the tr- in the drill. Yeah, rap, yeah, not a fan of that. Yeah, I like the guys. You know, like the '90s, 2000s, like serenade yes. a little bit. Come you to the gonna... window with the boombox right? and tell me that you love me and that you miss right? me and the... in the rain. Yes, and then rip the t-shirt <laughs> off. And tell yes. me that you can't wait. Yeah, you know I like that. Yeah. I like because that eases the anxiety. You know, <laughs> maybe that's the that's the cure yes. right there. <laughs> that's I the love cure. making R and B music is the cure. <laughs> yes, it's the cure. We should have known this. Voice to men, yo, it's been the cure. You know, ah, <laughs> uh, no, but um, yeah, but yeah, it makes a difference though, and I think it makes a difference with like who your who your partner is yeah. or partners or mm-hmm. whoever you're exploring with. Like, I think like communication is is huge mm. but i'm down to have an episode with Girl. her um she was pretty awesome and i've been wanting to bring bring her back mm. um so yeah you, you just gave me a reason like <laughs> we need yeah. to link up so listeners mm-hmm. september sexual health month we got yes. y'all we're, we're gonna we're gonna get into that anxiety yeah. and sex and what pop yes. culture Y'all send sort of your, your questions. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, I, I think, yeah, I'm glad that me and you were on the same page with that one. Were there any others that, you know, kind of stuck out at mm. you that anxiety sort of impacts? <laughs> oh man, I feel like my brain is just like in the in the gutter now. <laughs> all good. All good. I'm glad I, that we I've, I've had like a lot of good, a lot of a lot of great episodes. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of one in particular where um, anxiety shows up in a unique way. Um, I think for it's, it might go back to like episode one, mm. one or two, and it might be two, which is like super superhuman or superwoman syndrome. Oh, girl. Um, and talking about that and how it relates to you know how black women have this. Mm. kind of like put your cape on and like take on the day and don't complain and and I think when you have that extra layer of pressure culturally and you know that that may look different from like one culture of the diaspora to another to culture you know in the continent um that could look different but I think there is a common theme of like you shouldn't be complaining mm. like you got to you got to get this done and um particularly here in America I feel like we kind of like grow up as little girls, like with this cape on already, like you shouldn't be complaining. And I think when you have that anxiety starts to show up a little differently, you know, we don't, we may not have the grace to with ourselves or other people may not have the grace with us to see us like crying. And we may not have the room at work to be like, Hey, I need a mental health day. So that may come out as being irritable. That may come out with having what some people say is an attitude or being standoffish. So, um, I think that's one way anxiety for us 
may come into our normal everyday life and and we may not recognize it as as anxiety and even when we do society still kind of like lumps it under the angry black woman you know mm. angry black woman trope yeah. that we're for so long like trying to get away from mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but yeah superwoman syndrome i think sometimes leaves little room mm. for us to like actually talk about our mental health and then take a break <laughs> yeah That's it. Oh, God, girl, (laughs) the lens that we can go with that one, because and you're right. It looks different from, you know, Africans on the continent to Africans here, first gen Africans, the Caribbeans, African-Americans, like African-Canadian. It just looks Mm -hmm. so Brazil. Exactly. Europe. Europe. You know, I'm thinking about the Windrush generation, the the Caribbeans that went to, you know, the UK. It's just there's so much. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, wow. I'm definitely gonna go and check that episode out. Definitely. You said it was yes. episode one or two. I'm definitely gonna go two. Yeah. all the way back. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm interested to know, and I'm sure listeners are interested to know as well, like, you know, you've been sort of navigating this and coping with it, and you, you know, through your lived experience have a better understanding of of what the, of what this is. How have you sort of like created a lifestyle that makes this, you know, manageable for you where you're able to you know, live and and just enjoy and this not have to be something that's sort of like at the back of your mind or at the front of your mind, like, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I've done so many things. I think for one, the podcast has, has helped a lot because mm. through that, I've been able to talk to a lot of different people and get ideas. Mm. Um, but I think for myself and what I would call like my anxiety coping toolbox, I have quite a few things. I think the first is actually talking about it. Mm. And I think that being the, that's the biggest thing for me to some, for me to be able to be in a situation and feel like, Oh, my anxiety is high right now. That alone is like, okay. Mm -hmm. Gets the, you know, tapers off like the top edge of the the anxiety. Cause I'm like, okay, I'm not hiding it or trying to pretend like it's not there. I've just openly accepted it and shared it. Mm -hmm. So sharing is a big thing for me. Um, as far as like the actions I do that help um, like I said, I don't drink, uh, don't really do caffeine anymore. Mm. Um, I, uh, I take CBD and I was that's gonna something ask. that's super helpful. I'm so sorry. Yes. I'm gonna have to interrupt you right there. It's okay. I, <laughs> I was actually going to ask earlier when you started talking about, you know, like decaf, I was going to ask like, girl, are you dabbling in CBD or the mushrooms or, okay. Definitely so CBD. how are you liking like, that? I love it. Okay. I've been... I've actually been using CBD, whew, was 2023, uh, five or six years now. So when I got done playing basketball, I, you know, my knees hurt, my back hurt. I was just still trying to work out really hard at that time. Mm -hmm. But it was kind of like, okay, decades of like playing ball. I'm starting to feel it Mm -hmm. and I don't want to take painkillers. I can't, I don't do too much ibuprofen or leave just because it's heavy on the kidneys Mm -hmm. and I want to try to prevent some of that stuff later in life. But um, that's, that's the initial reason I went to say to CBD Mm -hmm. and I found a really good shop in, in Fort Lauderdale and a guy that was like, you know, this can also help, you know, it's like, you can help pain. 
Mm -hmm. It can help. He went through the whole physical Mm -hmm. part that it can help. But then he was like, and anxiety. And it could, um, you know, if you're uh, feeling depressed or, you know, it could help. Of course, there's the Mm -hmm. that component that's always there. But I was like, you know, I'm going to try this because at the time I was a bit depressed, Mm. not so much anxious per se. Um, I didn't realize I was anxious. Um, but that that's kind of how I started dabbling in it. And so I was using like the tincture. I still use the tincture. That's like the main way I take, I consume it. Um, and for anybody that's out there, that's like, what the hell are they I was literally about? just about to say, <laughs> please share it. Cause I know some people often confuse CBD with weed or, you know, THC. but it's, it's separate. Yeah. So there's CBD and then there's THC. Um, yes. and CBD is sort of the relaxing without the high is how I understand it, but I'll let you. Yeah. So that's pretty spot on. So it is the same plant, Mm -hmm. but they have basically with CBD, they have, uh, taken out the, taken out the THC. Mm -hmm. So there's two types of CBD. There is CBD isolate, which means they have just isolated the CBD and there is absolutely no THC. So I always say, if you are thinking about opening up to something new like CBD, but you get drug tested. Mm. One, make sure you're not buying CBD from like the gas station, like go to an actual company that can supply you with lab reports and stuff like that. Um, That's getting into the weeds. But if you, um, there are ways to consume it in a way where there's no THC and that's just isolating Mm -hmm. the CBD plant. Okay. The cannabinoid Mm, part of the plant. Yes, that's what I was like, what does CBD stuff for? Cannabinoid? (laughs) Yeah. Yes, cannabinoid. And then there's, uh, CBD where it's full spectrum, which okay. means they use a full spectrum of the, of the plant. And there are us- there's usually a very small trace amount of THC in it because they're using the whole plant. Okay. Usually that's, um, I know for here in America, it's legal to sell CBD with less than 0.06% THC. Okay. And so you're not going to get high, mm-hmm. like, Unless you're gonna drink like ten bottles, yeah. <laughs> which I don't suggest. But you're not gonna get high. You're not. You're not gonna have any of those like floaty feelings that you might get, like smoking THC. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but CBD for me, I've been using it. Um, I've like taken gummies. I've taken the. Uh, I've like smoked it because you can actually get them pre-rolled with just the CBD without the THC. Mm-hmm. Um. For some places, you can actually buy the bud. I, di- I didn't think this would be. <laughs> I know I'm diving in deep, but I am, episode? A, I am a big proponent of <laughs> CBD. Shout out to um, Brown Box, which in Jersey. Yes. So I want to check yes. them out. And I actually wanted to have the founders on the podcast. So again, we will, we will do a lot yes. of offline connecting because girl. Yes. They actually did my first in-person episode with them mm. in Jersey. They're amazing. Like if y'all are in the New York, Jersey area. Um, I know within America, they will mail you okay. whatever you want from there. Yeah. Um, but they are awesome over there. Brown box. And I don't remember it's brown with no O. Yes, online. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. They're awesome. Their product is really good. It's lab tested. So if you want something that's isolate and you don't want any traces of THC, mm-hmm. any chance of like failing that little drug test. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I would hit them up. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, sorry, we're going to go back. So you said, you know, firstly, talking about it has helped. I think you you mentioned, yeah, talking about it. And then you were getting into CBD. 
And then, yeah, yes. what else? So I um, I like being out in nature. So for me, mm-hmm. like I take walks often. Okay. Um, I love exercising. So I've realized from playing like from a lifetime of playing basketball to going to like not playing it. Yeah. Um, I need to move my body because for me, anxiety, uh, I need to kind of like move it through mm-hmm. me. So exercise is a big one for me. Um, let's see. Um, foods that can kind of help, or I would say hinder my anxiety going back to like caffeine, a lot of sugar. Mm. I've realized that when mm. I, you know, eat something that's like super, super sweet and I'm already anxious, it just kind of like puts me overboard. Damn. So just being mindful about that stuff. Um, and then like, I think the biggest thing in my coping toolbox or that I, that helps my anxiety is, um, my therapist. Mm, yeah. <laughs> my therapist is awesome. I'm on fun fact. I have two therapists right now. Cause one is working for free from the in- insurance company. So I'm paying for my normal one and I'm in like some eight week program that they put me in, which I'm fine with. But, um, therapy is huge for me because it taught me, it helped me identify where, uh, ways that anxiety was like playing up in my life that I hadn't quite like uh, identified yet, mm-hmm. but also yeah. gave me some like tools in, and I feel like there's like a certain level of role play in anxiety or in therapy for me that helps me kind of like talk through, okay, when I get in this situation, okay, you know, yeah, it's, good. it's really, really helpful for me. So Therapy is a big one for me. Um, breathing exercises are really, really big for me. I just started dabbling. I've been dabbling in meditation, but I'm trying to take it. Yeah. I'm trying to be intentional. Well, I tried. I tried and I it's got good hard. and I want to get back into it. Yeah. Because my mind just, whew, my mind runs. Oh my yes. God. We're, okay. Still your mind. And then now I'm thinking about breakfast. I'm thinking about my checklist for work. I'm thinking about yeah. podcast, friendship, yeah. trip. Oh, I was going to play. And then now it's like, the meditation period is done. <laughs> yes. Yes. But sometimes it's, sometimes I think meditation is good for that because you can like, if those thoughts keep coming through your mind for me, I just kind of like, okay, I acknowledge it and I let it pass mm. and I acknowledge next one and okay. it kind of clears space for later. So, okay, I've already acknowledged it. I'm going to just put it away. Mm-hmm. Um, something else that helps me is routine. So I know like routine is my best friend. If my anxiety is getting high, if I can get some sort of like get back on a routine, um, whether that be like, okay, I'm going to get up and make breakfast at this time and right. I'm going to eat my lunch at this time and then I'm going to go for a walk and then I'm going to take these three meetings and then after work, I'm going to like sit here and like work on my podcast. Mm-hmm. If I have a plan, then there's only so much room right. for my brain to kind of wander because I'm like, okay, I got a rigid schedule yeah. for the next week. <laughs> Can't stray too far from that. Right, right. Oh, that's so, good. That is yeah, good. That helps me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, that's good. Yeah. So with all that, like, what does your support system look like? Like, what? first of all, what did your family and friends think of this when you kind of were starting to talk about it and share? Yeah, I mean, my husband is like the most super supportive person, like my biggest yeah. cheerleader. Every time I have an idea, he's like, yeah. Let's let's do, do it. it. Oh, that's like, amazing. <laughs> so, like, thank God, he's yeah. just like an awesome, awesome person. Even if he's like, I don't really know what that is, but let's try a podcast. Okay, let's figure it out. So he's super supportive. 
um, and, and open, uh, open to me talking about my mental health Mm -hmm. for me, it's like, he's also a very open person when it comes to like, tell me your emotions. Like, how are you feeling? And I did not grow up that way. Oh, (laughs) but that's good. That is good that you, that you have that, right? That's so good. Yes. Yes. It's highly necessary. Mm -hmm. I don't think we'd be together if it was any other way. (laughs) Um, so like that, that he's a key part of my like support system or circle. Mm -hmm. Um, my mom is a big part of my, my circle when I come up with like random ideas. Right. Um, especially when I told her about the podcast, she was like, okay, yeah, I like it, you know? (laughs) Um, and so my mom is like open to talking about mental health. Of course she's from a different generation. So correct. Mental Mm -hmm. health actions (laughs) Mm. look a little different. Like for me, I'm like, I'm going to find a therapist and I'm going to talk to my friend about this. And like, I need to like talk. I need to, I need to like find a way to resolve this where I think for my mom, there's still, and I actually did an episode with her, uh, which was like very eye opening to like someone from her generation. My mom was part of that movement. Like she's from England. Um, but her parents are Jamaican. So there's okay. that whole dynamic. Right. Um, and she, of course, now is here and has been here forever. But, um, you know, there's just that whole, she's super supportive, but for herself, the mental health care is going to look a little different. Mm-hmm. So that's, um, yeah, I also have like really good friends that I can talk to um, about mental health. And it's yeah. kind of nice. I feel like I'm hitting a point in my thirties where like a couple of like a few of my other friends are in their thirties, some are in their forties and they're all like at different points of the journey. And I've kind of like, I've kind of had to understand that where I'm at in this journey of like really being intentional about my mental health and like doing all this discovery and having this support system. I realized that everybody's at a different place. Mm -hmm. So I've had friends that are like, I would never go to therapy. Therapy's stupid. And I'm I don't get offended by that because that's just where they're that's at. That's where they're at right, right now. Mm-hmm. Now, two years later, they might have a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> two years later, they might be hitting me. I'm like, Ashley, can you help me? Yeah, can you refer me? Somebody? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but I think it's a beautiful thing just to it's I'm really fortunate to have a support system around me. Mm-hmm. Um and friends that I can call. Now, do I use that support system enough? Girl. I will open and honestly say, no, outside mm. of my therapist, no. <laughs> but you know what? I relate to that. Like, do you do it because you feel like you don't want to put your burden or you, what you're yes. feeling other people? Okay, I'm the same yes. way. I'm the, it's the yeah. burden thing. Yeah. It's so it's so stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's so, it is. It's so yeah. dumb because I, and I've, I've always had that feeling ever since I was younger. Like, I was the, the friend in high school that, Everybody could like come to me with their problems and like I could help them through it and Mm -hmm. I would be an open ear. And it's interesting, like in my, I want to say my mid twenties, I had a conversation with like two really good friends that I've been close with like since high school. And I kind of shared some stuff I was going through with them and that I was working on. And they're like, wow, we just never knew. Like you just always seemed like you had it all together and you always seemed like so confident and like. And I was just like, I did, (laughs) I did. (laughs) But I think when you don't create space for yourself, it can make you like the strong friend. And so nobody thinks you're going through anything. So, and I realized like a lot of that is on me to like slowly but surely 
share and like, you know, when friends reach out, don't just say, oh, I'm okay. I have learned to ask permission though. Ask permission. Like, are you, or not permission, but check in with people before you start to like, I do start to share. Yeah. 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 I have a friend who does that. She's like, listen, like I've shared a lot with you this week. I don't want to put any more on you. And then I appreciate that because I often look like the one that is doing okay. But sometimes my, my mind, yo, my mind be just thinking, overthinking, running, calculated. And I'm like, so when I'm now thinking about that and then I have other people's stuff and then I like, yeah. Yeah. Girl, the mind is just a crazy place. Cause you could tell me something that offended me last month. And I promise you, I'm taking a shower tomorrow morning and I'm thinking about it. And I'm wondering why you said it, why I didn't say something back to you and why I didn't have the right words articulated. And now I want to go back Mm -hmm. and tell you how I feel. Oh yeah. I've rehearsed uh, conversations from like six, seven, eight years ago. And I'm like, but I, on the other side of it, I still have anxiety that lingers up about like stuff like that because I'll, I'll be thinking, how embarrassing was it that you said that? Like, oh, how, right, right. why would you say that? Right. Why would you like comment that? That's so cringy. Mm-hmm. Like you should go figure out where you commented that and go delete it. Right. I have, that yeah. is like so much of like, I think part of the anxiety and maybe I don't talk about it enough, but it is that. Um, oh my gosh, why did I do that? Are they still thinking about yeah, that? Yeah, girl, that um, part. Sometimes you're like, <laughs> I said that, I did that. Oh my God. Yeah. Why? Oh no. Are they, are, yeah. did, did everyone think of me? Are like, they going to remember Everyone's that? like forgotten about it. It's all cool. But I'm like showering like three months later, like, oh my God, I did yeah. that. Why did I do that? Like, yeah. Yeah, girl. Crazy. Maybe they don't want to <laughs> hang out with me because I said that. Yeah. <laughs> or like, I, I, you know, it's just like really weird insecurities that that mm-hmm. that end up like causing this anxiety later and sometimes i'm like okay you did it it, it is what it is like you have to yeah you have to just just let like it go. accept yeah. it it's done mm-hmm. like so much of anxiety is like reminding yourself to be in the present yeah because it is just constant like worry about what could happen and like f- like worrying about stuff that happened fear of what's going to happen mm. and like I have to tell myself often, like, okay, be present, be here, especially when times are really good. Like that part, because when times know? are good, sometimes I'm like, mm, ah, balance. Something bad's gonna happen soon. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think for me, I just I'll be thinking about. I have been retraining my brain for probably since I started this podcast because there was a conversation with Dr. Uh, San Stevens, and she's a psychologist that comes on the pod mm. a lot. And she, there was an episode where she kind of talks about like kind of retraining your brain out of negative self-talk mm. back over here to, to positive, positive self-talk yeah. and understanding like you going down this lane mm-hmm. with anxious thoughts, mm-hmm. you can actually retrain your brain to go the other way. Right. Okay. I mean, it's hard, mm-hmm. but I started to notice like, okay, I need to catch myself and then try to like drive the other way. I still do that to this day. Like I try to catch myself because I'll be somewhere and I'll be thinking like, dang, what happens if, uh, you know, what happens if like we run out of gas before we get there? What happens <laughs> if this truck like runs a red light? Or oh. run- I just be thinking crazy stuff. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, oh my gosh, I just missed the whole moment. <laughs> yeah. Now I got to go home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, oh, I think about like the craziest stuff. What if my cat runs in here, like knocks over the mic? 
<laughs> I'm like, why am I thinking about my cat right you know now? What? I'm here. Yeah. Right here with you. Oh my God. You know what that reminds me of when I'm driving on the on the highway and the 401, for those people who live in Toronto, you know, the 401 is a popular highway. And there'll be like a truck on this side, a truck on the other lane. And you're sort of in the middle. And the speed at which I hit my gas pedal, I'm gone because I'm like, what if one flips over and then the other one flips over and now I'm stuck yes. and I can't make it. And my mom can't lose yes. her daughter. Like, gotta go. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's like all Final Destination thoughts. I don't know if you watched yes. Final Destination back in the day. That is, yeah. and I have the same reaction when I'm in between two trucks, especially if I'm not driving. Oh my gosh. Okay. Anxiety that, again, I probably don't talk about this part of anxiety enough. I have major anxiety in the car when I'm not driving. Okay. I don't care who's driving. It could be my mom. It could be my husband. It could be the best driver. It could be Lewis Hamilton. I am going to be nervous about you driving because I don't trust you and right. it has nothing to do with you right. and everything to do with me. Mm-hmm. But if I'm in the car, I'm good. Yeah. But I will literally, I've had friends go like, I see you hitting the imaginary brake. And I'm like, just drive. It's my anxiety. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> I'm going to keep hitting it. Yep. So I'm mm-hmm. not stop. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> well, um, <laughs> Ashley, thank you so much for coming on and for sharing all this. Um, yeah. I'm going to sort of end off this portion of our conversation. But I do want to you know, ask you if you have any sort of resources or anywhere that you can point people who are listening. And, you know, maybe you're not sure, maybe have questions like, you know, where can they sort of start? Where could they start? Honorary mention, your podcast is a great place to start. So, you know, if you have questions, I would be going to listen to Black Girls Have Anxiety too. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I'll double down on that. Um, first resource is Black Girls Have Anxiety too on all platforms mm-hmm. um, and on IG. Um, but there's a lot of different places. I, I'm trying to be mindful of yeah. that you're in a whole different country than me, yes. even though sometimes we forget that. Yeah, that's fair. Um, nami.org and i'm it's nami.org mm-hmm. um and i should know what that means i think it's north american mental mental institute.org mm. um i'll actually share some with you just so yeah i can give you all the links um for sure for sure yeah th- i i will just say like if and again i don't know if this number is going to work over there but if if there is ever a point where you feel like you need to talk to somebody mm-hmm. urgently, mm-hmm. like definitely go to the ER. I know in yeah. the U.S. it's 988 mm. is the number that you can call if you feel like you're going to hurt yourself, hurt somebody else. Yeah, um, we have an equivalent I like to throw that number and I would definitely okay. include that in the description because we definitely have something. And I I don't want to s- confuse it because I know there's 911 for, for physical emergencies, so police and stuff. Then we also got the 311 with our specific city. And then there's Bell mm-hmm. Hotline. So there are a couple of numbers you can call. So I'll include some some um, numbers and information in our episode description as well. But thank you for being mindful of, you yeah. know, that border between us. <laughs> yeah, of course. And yeah. I will just say another great resource for anybody that is looking for a therapist and wants to add that to their coping toolbox. Um, Black female therapist. Uh, there's actually another podcast. And yes, I do shout out other podcasts. Um, Therapy for Black Girls yes. is an amazing podcast. Their directory. Um, mm. Yes, crazy directory. I've been like, should I start one? And I'm like, no, nah, I'm just going to link theirs. Like, why would I start one? <laughs> theirs is really thorough. That's so actually where I found good. my first podcast in my or first podcast, first therapist mm-hmm. in Miami. Um, it's very thorough, especially I found it to be really hard to find like another Black 
woman that's a therapist. That, that was something that was important to me. Yeah. Um, Psychology Today is another really good one if you're mm. looking for a therapist. Um, therapists have all types of letters behind their name. There's LCMS, there's PSY, there's, there's psychologists, psychiatrists, yeah. nurse practitioners that are focused on psychiatrics. So there's a whole, there's a licensed clinical social workers. There's a lot of different types of people. There's a lo- also a lot of different types of therapies. So if that's something that you want to try, psychology today, and I want to say it should work. Yes. Yeah. In, yeah, yeah, in yeah, yeah. I've used okay. psychology today to look for a therapist here okay. as well. I was yes. Like, yes. Man, yes. I hope I'm not getting this really. <laughs> Shout yeah, out no, all no, these no, websites no. and it's like, Link does not work. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Psychology Today definitely works. I've definitely used that for for my some research. I've used it to look for therapists. So yeah, yeah. that's a that's definitely a good one as well. Yeah, thank yeah, you for that's sharing the that. one that. Yeah, of course. I always recommend that one because you can actually filter it down mm-hmm. based on like the type of therapy you yes, want. Yes, the modalities, the exactly, what their specialties the is. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, exactly. If you want to do faith, faith-based, yes. spiritual-based, or if you don't want any of that, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. just want to be focused on the therapy at hand. Um, yeah, yeah. Those are some, some big ones that come to mind that are like usually the first things I hand to people whenever they're ready to find somebody to, to talk to. Yeah. Those are good. Those are really, really, really good. Thank you for sharing those. Um, you're welcome. Yeah. And just thank you for, you know, being open. We've, we've laughed. We've, we've, you know, not (laughs) cried, but come close. We've we've dug deep and I've really enjoyed this conversation and, you know, this is, you know, the But What Do I Know podcast. So, you know, we like to end off, you know, um, having some fun with our guests and learn a little bit more about our guests before, you know, we head out. So I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got this. So I'm going to ask you four questions. And, you know, without thinking too hard, I just want the first answer that comes to mind. Okay. Okay. So what is your favorite genre of like, what's your favorite genre of movies? Oh, movies. Mm-hmm. Um sci-fi and comedy probably tied for both of those. yeah okay that's really cool i would have thought like i don't know drama and rom-coms or something but i really like that Ooh, rom-coms are kind of predictable they're yep. like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. i'll watch them but yeah <laughs> i love a good lifetime you know yes. rom-com movie i love a lifetime good corny is so lifetime. dramatic yes. but they're so yes. good yeah mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> like if i'm gonna watch a rom-com i'm gonna watch yeah i'm gonna make it lifetime. make it good make it dramatic <laughs> yes <laughs> Um, like, I know what's happening, but I need the drama. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, next question. What is one thing that people should know about you? Oh, one thing that people should know about me. Mm-hmm. Mm, I am. I am not perfect. And even though we talked about mm. perfectionism, mm. like. I'm not perfect and I make mistakes mm-hmm. and I'm trying to embrace those mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's a good answer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's deep. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Um, what is a must to do or must have when you're traveling? Ooh, when I'm traveling, mm-hmm. there's so many things <laughs> a must to do. Okay, I need to get in the water at some point. I don't care where we're going. Mm-hmm. Like, hopefully we're going somewhere near water. Yeah, I, <laughs> I need to get in the beach. I need to, like, paddleboard in the lake, mm. kayak. Like, I got to get in the water. Give me a reason to, like, have my skin, like, I need the sun to kiss my skin. Yeah. need to be out. I need to be in water. Mm-hmm. Okay, I love it. And um, 
Final question. Um, what is your favorite beauty item? Oh. What beauty item are you enjoying right now? Or skincare item or Ooh. body care? <laughs> okay, I have two. Okay. I actually have the first one right here. Ooh. So this is ColourPop. Oh, yeah. Okay. ColourPop is good. And this, I'm not even getting paid for this. This is the <laughs> ally. ColourPop, <laughs> run the check. <laughs> ColourPop, run the check. Okay, so this is ColourPop Twice Shy. It's a lip tint. And you know, sometimes lip tints don't do what they're supposed to do on our complexion. Mm -hmm. But this one does? This this one does. Okay. And I put a little on my cheeks too. Oh, and just like, yeah, you know, yeah. give me a little give blush. It a little, mm. Yeah, so that's the first one. The second one, especially because it's summer in Florida and it's hot as hell. Um, Black Girl Sunscreen. Yes, I have But mine. you got to get the matte version. Okay. Yes. I'll put my order in. Okay. Yes. Okay, okay. Matte great, version. great, great. Matte version. If you're in the States, you can find it at Target. Yeah, and if you're in Canada, <laughs> order it online. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or tell your friend in the States to pick it up for you because that's what I did. Yes. I told my friends in the States to pick it up or when I went, I think when I went, I went for a wedding in Atlanta or was it when I, either that or when I saw Jasmine Sullivan in Detroit. I went straight to Target and I picked <gasps> it up. Sullivan. Yeah, I love her. She's really oh. good. That was that was okay. a good show. Yeah. Yeah. But all right, girl, those are all the questions I have for you. Thank you so much okay. for, you know, just coming on and yeah. for talking. Just, Thank you know, you. for sharing all that you have shared. I so appreciate you. I can't wait to be on your platform and to have many more conversations. Um, but yes. yeah, before I let you go, you know, just share with people your socials, you know, where they can find you, where they can listen to the podcast and all of that. Yeah. Uh, well, first off, thank you, Chid, for having me. Yeah. Like, this is definitely going to be the first of many conversations with us. Can't wait to get you on the mic. Yes. For Black Girls Have Anxiety too. Um, for everyone that's listening, you can follow uh, Black Girls Have Anxiety too on Instagram and TikTok. Mm -hmm. You have to spell the whole thing out. Yes, I'm sorry. Black Girls Have Anxiety too with two O's. <laughs> um, I am, uh, make sure you go and follow on any platform. So Spotify, mm. Apple, all the platforms, go ahead and hit follow, download some episodes, scroll to the bottom and download some episodes. Um, I'm do epi doing episodes bi-weekly for the summer, then going back to weekly for the end of the year. But um, yeah, just give us a follow. Slide in the DMs if you want to be on the podcast. Right, I'm don't be shy. Yeah, come and tell their stories about their mental health. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Well, Thank you, Ashley, again. Like like you said, first of many, and I'm so looking forward to it. So yes. thank you for being on. I can't wait. Yes, me too. Yes. Thank you. Alright, so with that, we are at the end of this podcast episode. Thank you all for sticking around and listening to my conversation with Ashley as we get back into our mental health discussions here on the What Do I Know podcast. You know, thank you, Ashley, for coming on and being transparent with us. So listeners, you know, if you want to, you know, stay connected with content related to this podcast episode, BTS, Reels, all of that, you can do so on our podcast Instagram page at BWDIK Podcast. If you want to connect with Ashley directly, you can do so through her podcast Instagram page at Black Girls Have Anxiety Too. As always, feel free to share the podcast with someone you feel will enjoy it or needs to hear it, you know. Share with your mama, you know, your uncle, your auntie. Share with the community. Um, you know, drink your water, mind your business, get outside, and y'all will hear from you real soon. Bye for now.
Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to, no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, you're sure to find your next closet go-to from American Giant. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code S-T-A-P-L-E, 2-0.